the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yeah. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. And mochas fix my life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is my question is got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Mary, hello, it's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. You just sound like super, super happy. Why the hell are you on FML then? <laughs> because I didn't know how I how important a car could be for a friendship. Oh, and then so you wrote us this, Mary. Hey, Razamok fixed my life for the past five years. My friend and I have been chauffeuring two of our close friends around since they don't have their own cars. Uh, we recently made the decision to encourage them to find their own transportation for outings. Unfortunately, since then, they have been reluctant to spend time with us. My intention was never to jeopardize our friendship. I just wanted them to become more independent in terms of transportation. Is this the end of our friendship? Damn. So do they not? reach out to you and your other friend at all anymore no huh are they active in the group chat um no not at all and that's the thing they they were the ones who were always so active and they were the ones who's always like let's hang out or whatever and and I, sometimes i would regret hanging out with them or like not want to hang out with them because i knew i had to go pick them up and i knew i had to pick a place that would be con- or that would be convenient uh-huh. for all of them to, to hang out in, right? Do you have to go out of your way to pick them up? Like from where your Some, starting point is? Sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. There's one friend who's on the way home, so she's a little bit easier to kind of drive home. And then I have an, another friend who does drive, and all four of us always hang out. So it's always the two of us driving the other two home, mm-hmm. right? Because the other girl lives close to the other friend who drives. But have you not said to the other one, like the one who's not on the way home, who's kind of a little bit out of the way, hey, it's a little bit out of the way? Yeah, and I've made it, I I mean, I thought I've made it clear to them, you know, multiple times that, hey, guys, I won't be able to drive you home all the time, or, um, you know, maybe I'll just meet you there. Uh, And I've even asked them, like, hey, guys, when are you getting a car? Like, I'm sorry, but they're 30, and it's kind of ridiculous that they don't have a car or a driver's license. So do you guys, like, you don't have to say exactly where you live, but do you, you li- obviously live somewhere where you need a car, right? Yes. Yeah. So like transit isn't an option kind of thing. No. Um, but like, I always feel bad when they, when they take Ubers everywhere to meet us. Right. Why do you because, feel bad? Well, because like I have a car and you know, technically they're, they're sometimes like they're on my way or you know, it's only a little bit out of my way. So I don't mind picking them up. And like, I like the company, obviously, in the car. Sure. But I just, at the same time, I'm like, I can't keep doing this every single time because it adds up. Like, the gas adds up. They took this as you told them that they were a burden. Right? That's exactly what they told me. Yes, yes. Because so, oh, sorry like, to be sorry to be a burden. I thought like we were just going to the ago, same place anyway. Mary, right? two seconds ago, you just said, like, but you don't mind. Like I didn't mind at the beginning, but it's been I've been doing this now for like five, six years. 
when I'm this like, start when this starts to go to hell, right, is when you start to feel that this is received less as a really, really great thing a friend is doing, um, where it then becomes that it's expected. And that's when you start yeah. to sort of resent everything, right? That, that you yeah. start to feel like you're being taken advantage of when they live their life thinking that they have a ride everywhere. Anytime you goes, you guys go out, they have a ride that's taken care of. It's expected. And yeah. when, when you say, Hey, maybe you guys want to, you know, get your own car, or find a different way. There's no other way for them to receive that other than I'm sick of this. And you guys are a burden. And I feel that I'm being taken advantage of. And they may take offense to that. But going back to the very beginning, if you guys were regularly hanging out and active in the group chat, all this other stuff, and then all of a sudden you say, I'm not going to drive you anymore, and they stop hanging out with you, I think that you then have to maybe start realizing that that friendship wasn't what you thought it was. That's what scares me the most is because, like, you know, I love those girls. Like I, like I want to still be friends with them. I see them on Instagram. The other day, I saw their Instagram post, and they were all hanging out together, and not with with us. And it just it hurt, right? So I don't want to. Yeah, because they were only the they friendship. were fine. They were fine. Well, guess what? They're fine with losing the friendship because they were fine getting free rides from you. They may. I think that you just need to clarify the the, the meaning of all of this, the the intent behind you having that conversation and that you weren't trying to tell them that they were a burden, but you also sort of feel like you're being taken advantage of a, a little tiny bit. And 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 not that you mind entirely, but it's when it starts to feel expected and when it starts to feel like you know, maybe, hey, if I don't drive you, are we still going to hang out? Like, is like is, is our friendship based on the fact that it's because I can pick you up at home and we can go to a bar, right? Like, is that is that really yeah. the foundation of this friendship? Because it's starting to seem that way, that you just, you know, you say I'm not going to pick you up anymore and they don't want to hang out with you. So what was it? Yeah, that was starting to happen, and that's what I was a little afraid of. So originally what I told them was, hey, guys, moving forward, I'm just not going to be able to pick you guys up. You're going to have to find your own rides to things, right? And they seemed like they were okay with it. But then a few days later, like when we didn't hang out for a little bit, I, I called them out on them. Like, hey, guys, I hope you're not hanging, like you guys not hanging out with us is because of what I said. And then they, we had a video call to kind of discuss everything. And they actually did say that um, we, we didn't want to be a burden. We didn't want you to feel like you were taking being taken advantage of and I said to them like I just didn't feel appreciated near the end like yeah you sometimes you'd say thank you but sometimes you would just walk into my car expecting a ride home and it just you know like Mm -hmm. obviously like you know I want to be a good friend I want to be kind and and caring because I don't want you to have to spend you know 30 bucks on an uber when I'm right here but at the same time I'm not an uber Yeah. So it sounds like you had the conversation and if it still didn't make a make a difference, then maybe the friendship isn't what you thought it was. Okay. Should I try to reach out one more time? Sure, sure. Go for it. Nothing listen. No no hearts are gonna get broken. Nobody's gonna be I I think that you can just reach out one more time. It's fine. Normally with stuff like this, Moke and I will always just say just walk away. But I think it's fine to just reach out and just be like, yo, this is actually kind of ridiculous. Should I word it like how should I say it? Like Well, I mean you already sort of said everything that I would tell you to say, but it, it sort of, it, you know, it, it didn't work. Uh, I wouldn't yeah. be, I wouldn't be aggressive and I wouldn't be accusatory. If you, if like, what is more important to you? The fact that you never want to drive them again or the fact that you miss your friends? I miss my friends. Okay. Then that's where you start. There you go. Okay. Thank right. you, guys. Okay. I really appreciate everything. Okay, Mary. Uh, we appreciate you. Have a good day. Thank you, too. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast.
Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Anthony, it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Okay, my friend. How are you guys? Good. Happy belated birthday. We understand it was Thank your you. birthday on Friday. Uh, now, you are not reaching out with birthday drama, are you? No, no, no. It was a good birthday. It was a good birthday. Okay, so why are you here? Well, I'm here because I need help with the most important part of my, of my wedding. The food. Oh, the food. Not if she's going to show up or not. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. no, no. <laughs> uh, Anthony, you wrote it, says, Hey, Rosamoka, fix my life. So my fiance and I are planning on getting married next April. I just want to know from you guys, what style of dinner should we do? Buffet or three to four course meal? Interesting. Um, you've obviously had discussions with your fiance about this. Who is the one that brought up buffet versus a coursed out meal. Well, actually, the thing is this. So we're, we're going with the style of buffet. But when we suggested to our parents, mostly my mom, she has the, the old school mentality. You know what? Buffet's not that classy. But we don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. Who's paying for the wedding? <laughs> exactly. We are. Okay. So what do you guys want to do, though? Uh, we actually, we were, we're comfortable doing the buffet. I feel like the buffet, everybody gets more, more than one plate, you know, get more satisfied. And in the end, I think there's people, there's food more like, it's like, We'll leave food behind. We'll how long? How, how many people are at your wedding? Uh, we're going to do about 110. 110. 110. Okay. okay. What does your fiance think? Is she okay with buffet? She, yeah, we're, we're both decided for it. Okay. Is it is it a formal seating thing? Like fancy tables with centerpieces and name tags and everything else? Exactly. Yes, it is. It yeah. is, eh? I don't know. I've been to both, man. I've been to weddings where you sit down, you get your salad, you get your meal, you get your dessert, all that stuff, right? Yeah. But I've right. also been to weddings... Where it's buffet style. And I didn't mind either. I actually prefer the buffet one uh, a little bit more, to be honest with you. Just because the simple fact, Anthony, that you just brought up is that you get to go and if you wanted to have a second plate of stuff, you could. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I would say that when you're doing like a formal kind of wedding where you've worked on the seating plan and everything else, um, the one thing for me in a formal environment where buffet fails is that you wind up having an enormous population of the guests who are obsessed with when their table's going to get called and they're obsessed with the line at the buffet and they're obs- it's such an inc- it's such a huge distraction for people um, that I think that it takes away from their enjoyment because the, the, there's going to be like a good 90 minutes in there mm-hmm. that instead of talking and having fun and making it all about you guys, they're only going to be thinking about food and right. when they're going to get to line up. And, and like all the, to me, it's just a distraction. Like if you're doing a formal seating where you, you have tables and you guys have worked it all out, I would say serve them. Personally, yeah. for me, I would say serve them. Okay. Okay. Is it a convenience thing or a money thing? Because I know, like, not As, to get all um, up in your financial business, no, but no, no, no. there is a, a difference. What do you make? Right? There's like a, a price point difference in buffet yes. versus uh, coursed out meal. Well, um, yeah, it could be, yeah, a little bit of both, actually. A little bit of both. But it's, um, no, it's not really about financial issues. Just like more, people are being more happy, you know, you have to roll, get food, and then you have open bar and the music everything's more live that way yeah because people usually are like ah oh, man i'm so hungry or like i didn't want that you know it's- well the the way to to sort all of that out is you still do your course out meal but then you have a late night table mm-hmm. 
made a table, they're a midnight table here, right? Right. Yeah. A lot of people which do. Which we are having. Which we are having yeah. as well. The uh, food truck. Yeah, personally for me, I think that your guests will wait in line at a bar. But I, I, I when you have that many people and there's tables and it's formal, um, I don't know. I would serve them personally for me. And we did buffet at my wedding. Yeah. Um, oh, really? But cool. yeah, yeah. But we didn't have any tables though, right? Like there was no, there was no seating chart. It was just oh. kind of like you grab and then go and find a place to seat, like go and jump in a booth kind of thing. And so different yeah. people. So like I, you know, like some people had, you know, like snacks with one group of people and then they had sat down and had food with another group of people. And it was just kind of, it was very, very informal. But I think that if you're going to go down the road of like any sort of formal kind of wedding, I would say serve them just because it is such a distraction for people. I hear you. I hear you. I Yo, what were your, there was a potluck once. <laughs> Maury said he went to a potluck wedding. Have you thought about a potluck? <laughs> no, man. No? No. <laughs> <laughs> you get like 75 different dishes <laughs> of macaroni <laughs> salad. Maury, Maury showed up with two Lunchables. What kind of buffet? Just I'm just like now curious. Yeah. What kind uh, okay, have you guys well, been talking about? Well, we're probably most likely Italian as well. Italian stuff. Oh, bro. Like veal cutlets and stuff? Exactly. Oh, my oh, God. You, know, dude, you okay. gotta do the buffet. Yeah, okay, cool. I like penne and... Penne, exactly. Yeah? You know, oh, you know, yeah. Lasagna? Any lasagna in there? But we're thinking of it. We're thinking about adding that. We're thinking of it. We're thinking of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you may yeah, have to switch. Yeah, yeah. An Italian buffet? Oh, come on. Now. Yeah. I, 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 I may be. I may be on your yeah, side. That now. hits different. Yeah. Roz and I want the invite. Yeah. Yeah. I may. I may be. I may be on your side. <laughs> All right, Anthony. Couple of options for you there, brother. All right. Thanks. And actually, can I give a couple of shout outs? Actually. Yeah. yeah go. Cool. All right. I want to give a shout out to my fiance, Bianca, David, and uh, my two beautiful nieces, Alexis and Lily. Ah, hey, amazing. Cool. Cool. Thanks, Anthony. No problem, guys. Have a good day. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Update. Sarah, hello. It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Welcome back to yes. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. This is an update. We talked to you last uh, in May of yeah. this year. <laughs> At the time, you said you'd been in a relationship for three years. Uh, you shared a home with your boyfriend, two dogs, all of that. And uh, you said since the beginning of the relationship, you'd been asking for validation um stuff to help boost your self-confidence uh if it was like a compliment or just say thank you for something that you did around the home or did something for him and uh he didn't grow up in a household that kind of did all of that with each other which is why he said he didn't recognize that he wasn't doing that with you right yeah you know what it sounds kind of sad when you say it out sad when you Uh, say it out loud yeah. But you're the one that wrote it. I know. I know it's the one that wrote it. But then you say it. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and 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 I think a big part of that that when we when we originally talked was the upbringing that he did have, right? Yeah, where that was a a you know a loveless house. There wasn't a lot of affection. There wasn't a lot of emotion. There wasn't a lot mm-hmm. of any of that stuff. And that's really what you were looking for. And even I, cuddling yeah. uh, between the two of you yeah. was difficult for him to uh, to kind of. Get a handle on, right? Yeah, and that it was, and and I think that we had said that this wasn't something that because you, you kept saying validation, 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 mm-hmm. and and it was really more appreciation and just acknowledgement, right? Yeah. And one of the things that I know that we had said was that this isn't something that you can work on uh, solo. That this is something that you guys needed to work on um, as a couple, not sort of as individuals off doing your own thing. You needed to work through yep. this uh, together. So what happened? So I, you know, what I heard what you guys said, and I valued valued exactly what you said. Um, at first I thought it was going to be, you know, completely done and I move on. 
but I started looking for that validation in myself. Yeah. Um, and I think that ended up, you know, us coming closer together because we ended up doing the work together. Now we're quite happy. Um, uh, he does show me that appreciation and love, but what's more important is that we have an open line of communication mm-hmm. and that's pretty hard to get, especially when I guess he's never had that his whole life. So, you know, we're doing the most every single day and it's working really well. When, when that first, cause there's a lot of people who are in your same situation. Yep. Talk people through this. Um, how, what was that first conversation like? Like you, you said that you guys have worked through this together and you're now closer, but how did it start? What was the first thing you did? Was it something you did alone? Was, was it a conversation that you had together? Yeah. What was step one? You're going to think this is super cheesy, Roz, but um, it had a lot to do with love languages. So I figured out, yeah. I'm joking. 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 Go ahead. It had a lot to do with um, each of us figuring out what it is we need from our significant other. So once we figured that out, we were able to discuss it. Also figuring out our love languages so that we can show each other appreciation in the way that we each want. So for him, it's acts of service. For me, it's like, um, you know, the talking, the like intimacy, all those things. So now that we kind of know what each other needs, we're able to give each other what we need. Gotcha. My <laughs> sister's behind me and she just yelled lame. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I knew it was going to be, I'm going to get it from her or I'm going to get it from you. So. No, well, hey, listen, you. What you, does your sister think of the guy? Does she like him? Uh, my sister loves Ray. Yeah, yeah, All right. yeah. We just went to her wedding. He was a groomsman. Okay. You know that actually, the wedding kind of brought us closer together. Ironically, it was all me. It was me. Really though, <laughs> she's yeah. taking full credit. I love Same. it. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Well, we're glad that everything worked out for you. And this uh, this uh, FML update has a very happy ending, Sarah. It does. I do have a question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, is it possible to hear more about Maury's Uber Eats orders? Uh, like just in general? Just in general. They just, they, oh my God, they're, they, so funny. they're just so funny. Just you know, it's like there's some sadness there when you hear it. It's almost as lame as what I was saying, but oh, I'm like, wow. wow. Well, Maury just came awesome. running in with his phone. And then as soon as awesome. you said that part, he just started to walk back. Okay. It's awesome. Uh, okay. Hold on yesterday. Here. Oh my God. Maury. Yesterday, Maury ordered uh, a fettuccine Alfredo and another pasta dish, and both of those things totaled $70.20. Oh, my gosh, Maury. Mocha, go to Friday after we had that big meeting. I'm sure Maury ordered a ton of food on Friday. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Last Friday, uh, Jack Astor's $40.64. That was for Why? that was for chicken macho nachos and, <laughs> Why? and a ginger ale. Yeah. Yes, a couple of days before that, macho a big, nachos. No, a big order from A and W for thirty two bucks. What did you buy at A and W for thirty two dollars? The day before that, a loaded pierogi for nineteen dollars. <laughs> was that one pierogi? Is that one? Uh, a a couple of days before that was a big breakfast totaling forty bucks. <laughs> One day before that. Oh my god, guys. This is the last one. Yeah. Okay. 
What's from a Portuguese spot? Sixty-one dollars. Oh, what? God, yeah. Lori. Oh my god. What he ordered? He ordered tarts? a whole chicken. Yep. He ordered Portuguese tarts, and oh, yep. on top of that, he ordered cod cakes. Oh my god. <laughs> Was that just for you? <gasps> oh my god. Oh my god. Anyway, Lori. so there you go. That's one week. That's, that's one week. Spent, oh, wow. That's within a seven-day period. That? Was yeah. that like four hundred dollars oh. in Uber in a week? <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, that brought god. brought me so much joy. Anyway, Thank there you. you go, Sarah. <laughs> Oh my God. All the best. Join All us tomorrow right. when David Mori will be on our, on our next up now. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have We're going to have day. a financial advisor on here as well. Razamoka, I'm broke and bloated. <laughs> Bye, Sarah. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Monica, hello, it's Roz and Mocha. Hey, Roz and Mocha. How are you? Good, good, how are you guys? Good, uh, what is, uh, what's got you so down? So, what do I do when the passion and love for my career is disappearing? Oh, Monica, you wrote, it says, Hey, Roz and Mocha, Fix My Life. I've been questioning my career choice. It's been on and off uh, that I've been wondering if I should leave the vet industry. I love what I do and my patience, but it's starting to feel less about the pet's well-being and more about the money. It feels like no matter how hard I work, it's never enough in management's eyes and it's becoming exhausting. The issue is I don't know what other career paths I'm interested in since it's always been about animals from my childhood. Could it be, Monica, it's just the place that you're working at right now? Or is so this like, have you have you moved around a, a, a bit? I thought so at first. Um, I worked somewhere else previously uh, two years ago. And, you know, I was feeling really down, very, like, um, you know, angry and stuff like that. So I left um, and I thought, you know, a fresh start could probably, you know, do me some good. And it did. But now it's starting to feel not as bad as it was, um, but pretty much, you know, similar to um, just not really feeling it anymore. What's been getting you down and angry, though? Is it dealing with the people that you are working with, working for, or is it dealing with, the people that are coming in with their pets? A little bit of everything. I think right now it's mostly um, like the company that I'm working for. Um, It's just not, sometimes the values are very different um, as to, you know, what usually one goes into this industry for. Um, But then you have some of the people you work with, it's not sometimes the greatest environment. You know, you definitely have those who go above and beyond, and then you have those who kind of just sail through the shift and yet get praised for it, while when something goes wrong, everyone kind of gets in trouble for it, even though it's like it wasn't you who did it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, you do have some clients who come in, and, you know, if you can't, you'll fit them in the same day, or if you can't get their meds uh, ready in time because um, they called you that morning, they kind of start the name calling and kind of the verbal abuse. And it's just, it's just a little bit of everything. A uh, couple of things here. You said that it's always been about the animals since your childhood. And yeah. I've known many people who have gone through this and turning the thing that you love the most when you were into a kid, like your one true passion, turning that into a career can go a couple of different ways. 
um, most often you are hit with the reality that the thing that you love most in the world, as soon as you turn it into a business and you turn it into your career, you start to not love it as much because it is a business and you are, well, you are going to have a boss. And suddenly the thing that you love the most in the world, which is like helping animals, somebody's going to go, yeah, but you're kind of crap at it. And you're like, yeah, but this is what I love more than anything else. And then you're stuck in this cycle of where the one thing that you love more than anything else, you've gone ahead and ruined. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't do it. I think what you should do, because it sounds like you're in a position where you just need to find joy back in your life and I think that you can find that outside of work and I think that so many people rely on their job to be the most joyful thing in their life where they feel the most fulfilled and and I, I, I think that that's wrong in a lot of cases because you start you start to you know questioning your choices and feeling like a failure and all of this stuff but I think that outside of work is where you should find the most joy in life not inside work I definitely do keep uh, quite a few hobbies um, I I love running um, I do like karate classes. Uh, I'll see my friends kind of every other weekend. Um, and when I'm at home, I kind of go to the gym and just keep myself occupied, um, making sure like I leave work on time. That was another issue at my old clinic was we'd be done at like five, but we aren't leaving until like seven for mm-hmm. cleanup and all that stuff. Oh, wow. So I've definitely dedicated more time for me. And, you know, when it's saying my shift is done, I'm done. See you guys tomorrow. Um, and putting those boundaries in at my new place. And when you said that it's less about the pets and more about the money, every single job in every single industry, you can substitute that word pets with whatever the other thing is that somebody loves. And it's the same everywhere. Yeah, I know. It's just it's hard because, you know, you have people who really like love their animals and stuff like that. And they come with their sick pets and they kind of sometimes have to make that decision of I can't afford it. We mm-hmm. might have to you know, make this hard decision for my pet. It's just really difficult. It you know, you, it's not like an inanimate object. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was working retail, it was like, well, you can't afford, you know, the shirt. It's too much. That's, you know, we just put it back on the rack. But when it's like, I can't afford this surgery for my dog that could save its life. It's, it's very different. Mm-hmm. It feels I, like, I know it's, I know. Obviously, the place has to operate with money, but it just feels kind of icky sometimes. No, of course, because it's the emotional aspect that really, really affects you. I think that's yeah. what it comes down to. It's the emotional stuff over everything else, which is why it is very important. And it's good that you have those outside activities, those things that will bring you joy and help take your mind off of uh, the stresses of your every single day your your weekday work life right yeah yeah definitely but i wouldn't i wouldn't leave you sa- to me as a somebody who owns four cats right they own me sorry um, <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> you live in their house <laughs> um the, that that business that world needs people like you I would hope that you wouldn't leave being a vet or working in a vet's office because of this. Um, I, I think that you have a lot to offer. And if it maybe is, you know, sticking with this job, but then going and doing something with animals somewhere else, like on a farm or whatever, you know, one weekend a month or one Saturday a month to just get you back to that place where you're doing it because you love it. Um, and then you can go back and, and it may make the other side of your life feel a little bit better, a little bit um, less taxing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I definitely don't want to leave. I love my patients. Don't leave. Don't like leave. Yeah, don't leave. Thank we, I've you. Been, I've been in that situation before and, and we need people like you. 
Thanks so much. Does that help a little bit, Monica? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely going to help when I go into the office. You and take care, and thank you so much for reaching out. Of course. Thank you guys so much. You guys, uh, I wake up at 6 every day, and the one thing I look forward to is listening to your show. So I've been listening for, ugh, God, I, I'm the same age as Maria, so probably as long as Maria has. <laughs> Aw, well, you are the best, and we appreciate you and your support so much. All right, thank you guys so much. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.